next to salaries and benefits, par parking is the one thing that is a thorn in most employees' sides. Um, I always tell people I try to stay away as president from uh, either admissions or parking. Oh, that's that's a good that's a good uh, plan. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Right, right. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Jim Ryan, the president of the University of Virginia, and I'd like to welcome all of you to the eighth episode of Inside UVA. This podcast is a chance for me to speak with some of the amazing people at the university and to learn more about what they do and who they are. My hope is that listeners will ultimately have a better understanding of how UVA works and a deeper appreciation of the remarkably talented and dedicated people who make UVA the institution it is. Today, I am delighted to welcome Colette Sheehy, UVA's Senior Vice President for Operations and State Government Relations to Inside UVA. Colette, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Jim, for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, so you have had a long and storied career at UVA, stretching back to uh, 1982, and you are easily one of the most admired and respected leaders at the university and recently received the Thomas Jefferson Award for Excellence in Service, which is the highest honor given to UVA staff members. So before we get started, on behalf of all of UVA, uh, I would just like to thank you for your outstanding and dedicated leadership and service. Oh, well, thank you, Jim. That's very kind. I have loved every minute of it. Well, <laughs> I will believe that. Um, <laughs> So what exactly does a senior vice president for operations do? What's in your portfolio? What are some of the issues that arise on a daily or weekly basis? Yeah, okay. So um, a big part of my portfolio kind of revolves around the physical aspects of the university. The buildings, the grounds, uh, the real estate, whether that's leases or, or properties that we own. Um, the Office of the Architect that does our, looks after our grounds plan as well as the design of buildings uh, and the building official. So in essence, that part, you know, my portfolio, really we help the university run day to day, um, heat and cool all the buildings, care for the buildings and the grounds. Um, and then the other big piece is uh, what we call business operations. So uh, the units that, um, essentially are run like businesses because they don't get any support from the state. So they have to run on their own revenues and manage their own expenses. Things like the bookstore, housing, dining, parking and transportation, printing and copying. And there are more, and I think that one, a saying that we have is we take care of things from cradle to grave. <laughs> you run the cemetery? We do, yes. We run the child care centers. We have two child care centers, and then we also manage the cemetery and columbarium. So that's, a, that's an enormous job. How often in a given week will you get an urgent call that you have to respond to something? Because this is a little bit like running a small city. And so I imagine when things go wrong, you get a call. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, often, I guess, uh, you know, I don't have any electricity in my pavilion. Who do I call? Uh, we had a stormwater uh, issue where we've had to notify the Department of Environmental Quality that we uh, had a contractor who washed paint 
down the storm drain. That's a no-no. <laughs> um, all, all kinds of, uh, of different things. Um, lots of things having to do with um, construction projects. I mean, usually our, our projects are run very well, but um, there are always uh, issues from time to time. Um, so let's switch now to the state government relations part of your job. And am I right that this is an unusual combination? That is, if you looked across higher education, there are probably not a lot of people who wear the two hats that you do. And so my, my first question, is that right? And if so, how did you end up with both of those hats? Yeah, I think it's it's somewhat correct. I think the smaller the institution, the bigger the portfolio of, you know, would involve state government relations and lots of other things. But but the history on it really relates to my experience in the budget part of, you know, so I came to the university, I was an entry-level budget analyst and I grew up really in dealing with the budget for the university and therefore the, the state uh, part of the budget, and because of the, the relationship between the state and the, and the um, financials of the institution, there's a close relationship there. So I built a lot of relationships with people in Richmond over the budget. And you know once you have those relationships, that's really important. So I've kind of retained that responsibility, um, even though my portfolio has shifted over time. Right. Well, I mean, having traveled to Richmond with you numerous times, it's clear you're incredibly well-respected there, um, and, and rightly so. So maybe talk a little bit about what that part of your job entails. So um, I, I work with others, but we work um, with both the governor's administration as well as on the legislative side. And principally, we are there to advocate and educate for the university and our priorities. On the budget side, it's trying to get more resources from the state, both for the operating budget and for capital projects that we might want to construct. And once you get over into the legislative session, which starts in January, um, it's a couple of things. Supporting legislation that would be helpful to the institution, but also helping to make sure that nothing gets passed that would be harmful to the institution. Uh, and that's sometimes having to work directly with legislators. Sometimes they don't really understand the unintended consequences of something that they're introducing, and they're more than willing to listen to another uh, opinion and you know amend their legislation or have a conversation about it. Sometimes they'll even withdraw it. Um, but And then sometimes you actually have to testify before a committee that this is not going to be good, not only for UVA, but in many cases not for higher education generally in Virginia. Right. And speaking of that, how often do you collaborate with your counterparts across the Commonwealth? Yeah, very often, actually. Um, there is a finance uh, business officers group that meets regularly. And particularly, um, the institutions like Virginia Tech and William and & Mary and VCU and George Mason and JMU, who are all in a certain group of institutions that have a certain level of authority under restructuring, we collaborate quite a bit. And on the state government relations side of things, 
Can you think of a project or two or a bill or two that was among the more satisfying experiences you've had? I mean, I don't, I don't know that people completely understand just how important your role is to the welfare and the success and the growth of UVA. Yeah. Well, I, I guess my uh, me, mind goes immediately to 2005 when um, I worked on the restructuring language, uh, which was a huge process. Uh, I worked, and that I collaborated with um, William and Mary and Virginia Tech because we were the first three institutions to seek the highest level of autonomy. And it was all, re- all about really changing the relationship between the state and its public institutions one in which the institutions had more autonomy locally rather than being controlled so closely by Richmond. And that has been a huge, huge benefit to those institutions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some things you enjoy doing at UVA outside of your official role? Hmm. Well, you know, one thing is I have had the pleasure of serving for a number of years now on the selection committee for the Elizabeth Sintel Leadership Award. And Elizabeth was the chief of staff to President Castine. Uh, She was a writer and a journalist, and we lost her very young in her life. And a very generous donor uh, of the university um, gave gave this award, endowed this award in her honor. And so it's uh, administered through the Women's Center, and uh, there's a group of, uh, of women who select the, uh, the winner from nominees that come from the university community. And it's all about someone who's really um, given a lot to the university generally, as well as you know, served the institution even outside what might be considered the role of her position. Right. I've been to a few of those award ceremonies. They're remarkable people. Yeah, amazing people, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know you're also involved in the broader Charlottesville community outside of uh, UVA entirely, and I wonder if you can talk about some of your work there. Yeah, um, I think my the, that work, the service that I do, has kind of morphed over time. You know, it, always, it changes depending on what stage of your life you're in. Um, when I was, uh, when I had my daughter, uh, I went on the board of the Virginia Discovery Museum, which is downtown on the mall. I know it well, having four kids. Yeah, absolutely. I bet you do. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, just such a wonderful place. They do great things for children. I took Ryan there all the time. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I kind of, uh, I've always been involved with my church, uh, the First Presbyterian Church on Park Street do a lot of work with that. Currently, I serve on the Finance and Administration Committee for the church. Um, I've been volunteered for the United Way. I was on their endowment committee. I always seem to get recruited to be the finance-related person. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, yeah, I'm tensing a theme here. Um, your your, your um, fellow congregants must be just thrilled yeah. to have your services. <laughs> yes. In, fa- in fact, I'm, tr- I'm the university's representative on the Charlottesville Chamber of Commerce Board, too, and I'm the treasurer. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, the thing, the thing that I really enjoy the most is um, I'm on the board, just stepped away from being the chair of the Emily Quirk Leadership Forum. 
And uh, you know, Emily is Katie Couric's older sister uh, who was diagnosed and we lost her to pancreatic cancer in 2001. But um, I had a chance to work with her when she was in the Virginia Senate. And um, the, the purpose of the forum is to award a scholarship to one high school senior woman from every school in Charlottesville and Albemarle, private and public both. We award them at an annual uh, event, and the stories of those young women are just amazing. You know, people who invent things and establish nonprofit organizations, you know, when they're in high school, and makes me feel very inadequate, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about the award that you won. That, that is um, not an easy award to win, the Thomas Jefferson Award. It is the highest award that a staff member can win, and I wonder... Um, were you expecting it? Was it a surprise? And, and how did you feel when you um, heard the news? Uh, total surprise. Total, total surprise. Um, actually, it was kind of funny the way it happened. You know, um, Liz McGill, the provost, um, texted me. I think it was a Friday afternoon. She said, Colette, you know, when you have a minute, call me. Nothing urgent. And I'm saying, gosh, that's interesting. Sometimes on t I'm on text with Liz, but there are usually other people on the same text. You know, it's a group text about something. And I said, you know, I, this was like after five o'clock. And I said, I have to call her because I'm really curious. <laughs> so I called her and she shared that news with me. And I mean, it was surreal. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, in fact, when I got off the phone with her and told my husband, I started to cry. <laughs> um, but just because, you know, being here as long as I've been here, um, you know, I've, I know a lot of people who have won that award in the past. And I mean, they're just iconic figures of UVA. So to be in the company of those individuals is, is just very humbling and, uh, and really special. Right. Well, also well-deserved. Well, thank you. I'm curious, this is probably hard to answer by just picking one or two things, but what are the most significant changes at UVA that you've seen since you started back in the 80s? Um, well, physically, you know, the university has grown tremendously, expanded, you know, built all kinds of new facilities and whatnot. Um, it's much more complex uh, an organization. I mean, I kind of look back in the early 80s and think about you know, it was pretty simple back there. When I first started in the budget office, I think the budget office had just gotten their first computer to, to do the budget, and they did it on floppy disks. So every time you cha wanted to change a school and post a budget amendment to a particular school or unit, the, the technician had to change the floppy disk, and, you know, it was, it was crazy. So... We have talked about um, your uh, hometown of Freehold, New Jersey, and I wanted to give you a quiz about Freehold, and I wonder if you can identify, after you, the second most famous person from Freehold, New Jersey. Oh, that is not hard at all. Bruce Springsteen. Exactly right. Who ac actually lived like about three blocks from where I grew up. And did you ever run into him, or did you live there at the same time? Were you, like, best friends or anything? It, n no, not that, but he did go to school with my older brother. No kidding. Went to high school with my older brother, yeah. So he, my brother knows him. 
Well, maybe when your brother goes to his high school reunion, you could tag along. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last question is, I understand your daughter is now in the uh, Masters of Commerce program at McIntyre. Uh, and I'm curious uh, what it's like for you to have a daughter at UVA and what it's like for her to have um, you here essentially running the university. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's great fun because uh, she's only here for a year. We try to have lunch once a week and her, her classmates are quite jealous that she actually has a mom who will take her to lunch once a week. <laughs> But she's very independent and, uh, you know, living on her own and loving the MS and Commerce program. And, you know, in fact, just accepted a job offer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm delighted to hear that. Um, Well, Colette, let me end where I began, which is to thank you for your service to UVA. And thank you for spending time with me. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you, Jim. I really enjoyed it as well. Thanks a bunch. Inside UVA is a production of WTJU 91.1 FM and the Office of the President at the University of Virginia. Inside UVA is produced by Mary Garner McGee, Brooke Whitehurst, Matt Weber, and Nathan Moore. We also want to thank Colette Sheehy, Kim Frith, Monica Schack, and McGregor McCants. Our music is turning to you from Blue Dot Sessions. Listen and subscribe to Inside UVA in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon with another conversation about the life of the university.